Euzubillahimineşşeytanirracim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmain Allahümme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'ana bima allamtena ve zidna ilmen nafiya Esselamu aleykum ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuhu Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast. In this episode, we will continue to read the second station of the 14th flash. For those who have been listening to the earlier episodes of the podcast series, you will remember that we started with the first word, the first treatise in the book, The Words, and it was about Besmele, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, in the name of God, the merciful, the mercy giver. And the second station of the 14th flash is also about Besmele. It is uh, from the book, The Flashes, which was written later after the, uh, the book Words. But because of its uh, content, closeness of its, because of the closeness of its content to the first word, Ustad Nursi placed it right after the first word, between the first word and the second word. Uh, its style is somewhat different from the first word. It is a more advanced uh, treatise. It gives us a taste of the, the depths uh, to which one can reach by reading the Risale in Ur. Uh, and you know, we, we, we taste that and then we continue reading the second word, inshallah, and then we build up to much more advanced levels of understanding, inshallah. So the second station of the 14th flash is composed of uh, several what Ustad Nursi called secrets. These are secrets of Besmele, secrets of the, the uh, expression Bismillahirrahmanirrahim in the name of God, the merciful, the mercy giver, which we say at the beginning of all actions, whenever we start something and Good comes when we start, we begin with it, inshallah. So we read the first secret, we read the second secret. We will now continue from the third secret. <clears throat> if you are listening to this episode for the first time and you had not uh, you know, listened to other episodes of the podcast series, it might be a better idea to go and listen to the earlier episodes, at least the episodes where we talk about uh, where we read the uh, second station of the 14th flash and then come to this one for a better level of understanding inshallah okay bismillah üçüncü sır the third secret şu hadsiz kainatı şenlendiren bil müşahede rahmettir what makes this boundless universe or cosmos rejoice or fill with rejoice is clearly divine mercy or bil müşahede visibly divine mercy rahma right the mercy of god what makes this boundless cosmos filled with joy is visibly divine mercy ve bu karanlıklı mevcudatı ışıklandıran bil bedahe Yine rahmettir. And what illuminates these dark beings, these things that surround us, everything, all of these beings that are in darkness, what illuminates them is clearly divine mercy or clearly divine mercy too. Ve bu hadsiz ihtiyacat içinde yuvarlanan mahlukatı terbiye eden bilbedahe yine rahmettir. Ve bu hadsiz ihtiyacat içinde yuvarlanan mahlukatı terbiye eden bilbedahe yine rahmettir. And what fosters and raises and cares for all these great creatures that are struggling within these endless needs is Again, self-evidently, divine mercy. 
if you listen to the episode our episode on the first word this word need endless needs should make more sense we are all in need that that is what characterizes the creation the creatures in the creation everything is in need of God at all times and that is one of the um, ways we, we can understand God's name El Samet or as Samet everything is in need of God at all times for first and foremost for their existence if God willed them or if God did not will them into existence for a moment everything would disappear so we are dependent our existence is dependent on the existence of what we call the wajibil wujud the necessarily existent one God that's the first step but that's not the only step we are dependent on God for our provision we get hungry we need the rizq, the provision that he gives to us we are dependent on God to breathe air the rock that is sitting standing somewhere on a mountain needs God in order to continue its existence and in order not to break under the pressure of the atmosphere the atmosphere is a heavy thing if you think of it this this is countless numberless everything is in need of everything else in the universe the existence of the ant somewhere on a prairie depends on the existence of these stars in the milky way because the creation of the earth at some point was made possible through the interaction of all those stars the material that made all those stars that the earth is turning around itself at a certain angle and circumambulating the sun depends on the magnetism and all other forces that are in action in the milky way and the milky way is dependent on the rest of the cosmos so at some level everything is dependent on everything and therefore the need of everything is numberless and it is god rab rabbuna right with his name of rab who is caring for providing the needs of fostering raising keeping in existence it's he who is doing all of these the word terbiyah that's used here in Turkish the, the, the name of God a rub right it's coming from the same root and it has all these meanings and Ustad Nursi is saying here that all of these needs of all the creatures are provided for out of what out of God's mercy it is mercy that is mediating in essence that stands for the provision of all the needs that all creatures are dependent on ve bir ağacın bütün heyetiyle meyvesine müteveccih olduğu gibi bütün kainatı insana müteveccih eden ve her tarafta ona baktıran ve muavenetine koşturan bil bedahe rahmettir and what causes the whole universe to be turned towards man like a tree together with all its parts is turned towards its fruit and causes it causes the entire universe to look to him to humans and to run to his assistance is clearly divine mercy now what does this mean let's understand the metaphor first in the way that a tree with all its parts is turned toward or faces its fruits right? if, if you think of a tree its fruit 
is its fruit. Now we use this word fruit as the end product, as what is meant by something, as what we acquire after, uh, as a result of an effort. In a metaphorical sense, we use this word, right? The fruit of my labor. This, this novel is the fruit of the author's, uh, you know, struggling and labor for five years. He worked hard on it for five years and the fruit of his effort was the book that he wrote. Right? We use uh, this word in this sense, but that's a metaphorical usage. The origin of the word is uh, the object that, that uh, you know, emerges from a tree at a particular season. It's a flower first and then it starts growing and in the end it is this object that appears at the tip of the branches of a tree and it appears to be the end product of the tree. And all of the parts of the tree, from the roots, through the stump, through the branches, the little, uh, you know, veins that go through the uh, tree, the, the the leaves that produce uh, whatever the tree is producing, I could not think of it now. Uh, the the material that the tree needs in order to feed into the fruit, all of those, all of those are serving. If you think of uh, you know little streams flowing into a a river and then you know joining together, right, and then they they form the river. Right? All of them are joining force in order to produce the fruit. And if you think of it, the fruit is the end product. It is not serving back. Now, it, it does have a service to the tree, but not to that particular tree. It has a service to the tree kind. It preserves the seed. And in the fruit then, the, what's meant is the seed. So, the way a tree is turned toward with all its part is serving the end product of the fruit Mr. Nursi is saying here the entire cosmos everything in the cosmos is serving human beings are running running to his help to his to, to running to assist him and what is making this happen why does the sun help me as a human being is the sun helping me yes the sun is helping me i need it and the sun shines i need sunshine and the sun shines i need the heat and the sun heats i need the light and the sun you know sends the light i need the earth to stay in on a certain orbit so that it has a, the gravity that it has and the sun is ensuring this. I, as a human being, need all of these. I need wool. The sheep is producing wool for me. I need carbohydrates. The wheat, the corn, the potato are producing carbohydrates for me. I need meat. The lamb, the cow, the camel, the chicken, the fish are giving that. I need air. It's in the atmosphere. Whatever I need is provided. I am like a baby in his or her cradle that is ta being taken care of by his or her parents. Everything is coming, everything is coming, everything is coming. What is making this possible? Ustad Nursi is going to say, it is mercy. And if we you know, go back to the baby metaphor, who is providing everything to the baby? The mother, the father. Why? Why are the mother and the father providing all these needs? Why are they taking care of the needs of the baby? Right? If you think of the from the point of view of the baby, and it, let's assume the baby does not see the mother or the or the father, what the baby will notice if the baby has or had the conscience uh, consciousness is that let's make the she she is hungry food comes to comes into her mouth she uh, needs to be um, cleaned some you know hands appear and they clean it why are all these objects coming to help her 
right? If she did not see the mother, it would be just objects coming and going in. What is making that possible? Well, it's not an easy thing to, to take care of a baby, but mothers do take care of their babies. Why? Out of their mercy, out of their compassion, right? So Ustad Nursi is saying, everything in the creation is running to the assistance of humans, and humans are there like the end product. We don't necessarily benefit other things in the creation. We are like the end product, right? We are the fruit. Humans are the fruit. And everything is serving to this fruit and product. Why? Out of mercy. And of course, divine mercy. God's mercy toward us. Ve bu hadsiz fezai ve boş ve hali alemi dolduran, nurlandıran ve şenlendiren bil müşahede rahmettir. And what fills and illuminates this boundless space and the empty vacant world and makes it rejoice is self-evidently divine mercy. Ve bu fani insanı ebede namzet eden ve ezeli ve ebedi bir zata muhatap ve dost yapan bilbedahe rahmettir. Ve bu fani insanı ebede namzet eden ve ezeli ve ebedi bir zata muhatap ve dost yapan bilbedahe rahmettir. And what designates this ephemeral man, humankind, for eternity and makes him the addressee and beloved of a pre-eternal and post-eternal one, ezeli ve ebedi, pre-eternal and post-eternal one, is self-evidently divine mercy. Man, again, as we read in the first word, is in absolute need and absolutely powerless and he also has the a compulsive soul he has the capacity to do evil when the first man adam was created the angels look at this and they're like oh god we worship you you know isn't that enough like what is the need for this creature in absolutely powerless absolutely in need and has this capacity to do evil too yet this creature humans are the ones who are designated to reach eternity in the heaven in the paradise or in the hell but to reach eternity and they are also the addressee like direct addressee the top addressee of the pre-eternal and post-eternal absolutely powerful creator. They are his beloved. They are his friends. Ibrahim Halilullah. They are his friends. Awliya. Wali. The word wali. You know, we translate this as saint. But a more literal translation is friend. They are designated to become his friends. They are given, we are given the opportunity to become the friends of the pre-eternal and post-eternal creator. How? What accounts for that? Mercy, Ustad Nursi is saying. Ey insan, madem rahmet böyle kuvvetli ve cazibedar ve sevimli ve medetkar bir hakikati mahbubedir. Oh man, if Divine mercy is such a powerful, inviting, sweet, and uh, helpful, lovable truth. Right? It is a truth. Mercy is a truth. A reality, not truth. Is a reality. Mercy is a reality that is so powerful and attractive and sweet and lovable and and helpful if it is so bismillahirrahmanirrahim de o hakikate yapış ve vahşet mutlakadan ve hadsiz ihtiyacatın elemlerinden kurtul ve o sultan ezel ve ebedin tahtına yanaş ve o rahmetin şefkatiyle ve şefaatiyle ve şuaatıyla o sultana 
muhatab ve halil ve dost ol. If divine mercy is such a sweet, attractive, powerful, helpful, lovable reality, say, O oh man, say, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of God, the merciful, the mercy giver, call on to him. Do whatever you are doing in his name. Begin with his name. Pronounce his name on everything and adhere to this truth, this reality, and be saved from absolute desolation and the pains of unending needs. Right? It is a secret that is behind the procuring of the needs, a fulfillment of the needs of everything out there, right? So stick on to it, stick to it, adhere to it, and be saved from absolute desolation and the pains of unending needs. Draw close or closer to the throne of the pre-eternal and post-eternal monarch, the king. And through the compassion and rays of divine mercy, become the addressee, become the addressee, friend and companion of that king, of that sultan. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Besmele is so powerful, such a powerful secret. Take it, take it and take advantage of it. Be saved from desolation. Have your needs fulfilled. Draw close. You are otherwise you are destined to destruction. Adhere to it and draw close to the throne of the pre-eternal and post-eternal Sultan. He is the one who will sustain you in existence. Through the compassion and rays of divine mercy, be, become an addressee, a friend, and a companion of him. There is no power. There is no power that can procure your needs or that can protect you from your enemies other than him. You need the means to draw close to him. And that is Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. That is the key. You need to enter through this door and this is the key. Evet Kainatın envaını hikmet dairesinde insanın etrafında toplayıp bütün hacatına kemali intizam ve inayet ile koşturmak bilbedahe iki haletten birisidir. Now here Üstad Nursi is using his sharp intellect and keen understanding of logic. Indeed to gather with wisdom around man the realms of beings in the universe and that's what we've been saying everything like the fruit of a tree all the parts of the cosmos are turning to and serving mankind to gather all of them around mankind and to do so with wisdom that it is productive they're not just turning and looking with empty eyes. No, they're turning to him and running to his assistance. All of them, in one way or another. They are running to mankind's assistance. And there is a purpose. There is an end product. There is a benefit in this. Therefore, there is a wisdom in this. It is not futile. It is an action it is a state that is indicating wisdom and to make them hasten to meet all his needs with perfect order and favor is clearly one of two situations so we observed that they are running to mankind's needs and this fact that they are running to mankind's needs can be the result of one of two situations. There are two possibilities here. What are those possibilities? Ya kainatın her bir nevi kendi kendine insanı tanıyor, ona itaat ediyor, muavenetine koşuyor. Bu ise yüz derece akıldan uzak olduğu gibi çok muhalatı, çok muhalatı intac ediyor. 
either each realm of beings i.e. each um, species each kind of creatures in the universe the stars the planets the molecules the animals the plants right and this is again a relative uh, consideration we had talked about this before we are talking about the generals and particulars here animals is a general in relation to elephant and animals is a particular in relation to uh, animate beings right so each kind of beings in the creation in the universe either each of those types of beings no man knows man knows mankind is aware of his existence and obeys him they obey mankind and runs to help him animals animals are self-existing as if this is one of the possibilities animals are self-existing beings and they know mankind and they run to his assistance if it is the sheep they run to his assistance by providing milk and 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 wool and leather and you know so on and so forth if it is i don't know cats they run to his assistance by catching the mice and or uh you know providing company and don't say well there are animals out there that are not of benefit to mankind no anybody at this age who knows something about ecology will understand that our existence depends on the existence of everything else our existence depends on the diversity of creation that that's us out there so either each of them know knows man and obeys him and runs to help him this is not only completely irrational but it's also impossible in many respects and assuming the that this line of thinking is correct will create lots and lots of uh, cul-de-sacs streets of thought that go nowhere impossibilities it will require us to assume the possibility of lots of impossibilities yeah. animals no man well if they do so they need to have consciousness they need to have knowledge and they need to, to also have the will to to you know run to assist mankind and so on and so forth and that that is impossible that's just rubbish insan gibi bir acizi mutlakta en kuvvetli bir sultanı mutlakın kudreti bulunmak lazım geliyor so if we assume that to be true we would have to assume that an absolutely impotent being like man has to and possesses the power of the mightiest absolute sovereign right the mightiest absolute sovereign like the the commander in a field a battlefield the com commander of the army in a battlefield he raises his hand all the soldiers are absolute in absolute attention they are waiting for his order and he lowers his hand and they all dash that's as if the the case mankind is absolutely in need cannot survive without tools and harnessing animals and plants and and, and minerals and so on and so forth for his needs and they are all out there to be utilized for him to procure to take care of his needs at the time that he needs them okay either he is like an absolute sovereign king who has the power to uh, summon them all so we need to assume this to be true and that sounds like an impossibility or veyahut bu kainatın perdesi arkasında bir kadir mutlakın ilmiyle bu muavenet oluyor so then what is the other possibility right 
So the other possibility is, or this assistance occurs through the knowledge of an absolutely powerful one behind the veil of the universe, behind the veil of the creation. So the, assist, the assistance is taking place. It is either the objects that have a function in the realization of the assistance, if you go back to the baby example, if it is either the bottle that is providing the milk to the baby, right, or behind the veil of the creation, there is a powerful, there is an absolutely powerful one who is summoning everything, who is subjugating everything to the service of mankind. The assistance is taking place with, within the knowledge, with his knowledge and will. Demek kainatın envağı insanı tanıyor değil. Belki insanı bilen ve tanıyan, merhamet eden bir zatın tanımasının ve bilmesinin delilleridir. That is to say, or in that case, it is not that the different beings in the universe know man. They do not. Rocks don't have consciousness, awareness to know man. That it is not that the different beings in the universe know man, but that they are the evidences, proofs of a knowing, compassionate one be, who is acquainted with him, who knows him, mankind, and who what shows mercy to him. So there is one who has the power over everything, and he knows mankind too, and he has mercy to mankind, and therefore he is summoning subject summoning everything for his service he is subjugating everything to him and that's the second possibility and you know anyone anyone who uh, approaches this subject with an objective clear mind will grant it that the second possibility is the possibility that has a reality to it a insan Aklını başına al. Hiç mümkün müdür ki bütün enva-ı mahlukatı sana müteveccihen muavenet ellerini uzattıran ve senin hacetlerine lebbeyk tedirten Zat-ı Zülcelal seni bilmesin, tanımasın, görmesin. Oh man, come to your senses. And this is very important to understand. This is very important to understand because it is or should be one of the foundations of our relationship with our Lord. Listen. Oh man, come to your senses, understand this, realize this. Is it at all possible that the all-glorious one, Zat-ı Zülcelal, the majestic one, Zülcelal is majesty, the, 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 the one who has absolute majesty, Zülcelal, who causes all the varieties of creatures to turn towards you and stretch out their, extend out their hands to assist you and causes them to say, here we are in the face of your needs, in response to your needs. Is it possible that he, the one who mobilizes them all for you, he does not know you, is not acquainted with you, does not see you? Is it at all possible? Remember, earlier we uh, read about stamps, the signs in the creature that all point to the one, and the importance of seeing those stamps on the face of each and every creature, so that wherever we, t where, wherever we turn, we see signs of our Lord, and we are filled with a sense of presence. Now we are taking that a step further. And what we are saying is, is it at all possible that the one who is mobilizing everything in the creation for you and subjugating them to your service to take care of your needs, is it at all possible that he does not see you, he does not know you, he does not have your interests 
in mind? Is it at all possible? Don't you see wherever you turn that he sees you? Don't you see wherever you turn that he is taking care of your needs? Don't you see wherever you turn that he is your Rub and Lord? Now think of the um, Prophet's Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam definition of Ihsan to beautify to make perfect Iman Islam Ihsan that was the third question that um, Jibreel Alayhi Salam asked him in the famous hadith of Jibreel and Jibreel Alayhi Salam one day came to him in the form of a man and he asked him what is Islam and what is uh, what is Iman and what is Islam and then the third question was what is Ihsan and the companions around him were witnessing this and the Prophet ﷺ responded saying to worship God right, as if you see him why because even if you don't see him he sees you turn around and look at the entire creation don't you see that he sees you Wherever you turn, look and see his signs. And those signs, the stamp of mercy in those signs will tell you that he sees you. Because one who does not see you, one who does not know you, one who does not have mercy for you, one who does not have your interests and needs in mind, one who does not want to take care of you, would not mobilize everything for you he is mobilizing everything for you for me therefore he sees me worship God as if you see him for even if you don't see him he sees you madem seni biliyor rahmetiyle bildiğini bildiriyor sen de onu bil hürmetle bildiğini bildir ve katiyen anla ki senin gibi zayıfı mutlak, acizi mutlak, fakir mutlak, fani, küçük bir mahluka, koca kainatı musahhar etmek ve onun imdadına göndermek elbette hikmet ve inayet ve ilim ve kudreti tazammun eden hakikati rahmettir. I will repeat from the beginning and then we will continue. Oh man, come to your senses. Is it at all possible that the all-glorious one who causes all the varieties of creatures, creatures to turn towards you and stretch out, extend out their hands to assist you and causes them to say, here we are in the face of your needs, is it at all possible that he does not know you, is not acquainted with you, does not see you? No, he sees you, knows you, and he is showing mercy to you since since he knows you and he informs you that he knows you through his mercy or through the signs of his mercy in his creation right he knows you and he informs you that he knows you too through the signs of mercy in his creation you too should know him right know him and with respect let him know that you know him and understand with certainty that what subjugates the vast universe to an absolutely weak absolutely impotent absolutely needy ephemeral insignificant creature like you and the one who dispatches it to assist you is the reality of divine mercy which comprises wisdom, favor, knowledge, and power. So in divine mercy, we see absolute wisdom. Right? There's a purpose in his subjugations of the creation to humankind. And there is absolute favor, assistance, inayet. And there is absolute knowledge. He knows everything and he knows you. He can mobilize everything because he knows everything and absolute power so wisdom assistance knowledge and power they are all 
in a sense, included, embedded in the reality of mercy. The one who understands the reality of mercy, the one who sees the signs of mercy in the creation, understands that he, God, who shows that mercy has absolute wisdom, absolute assistance, absolute knowledge, and absolute power. It's only he who can do this. Elbette böyle bir rahmet, senden külli ve halis bir şükür ve ciddi ve safi bir hürmet ister. Of course, it is certain that a mercy such as this requires from you universal and sincere thanks and gratitude and earnest and genuine respect. Right? He is the absolutely powerful one and you are the absolutely powerless one. But he is and you are also absolutely needy, meaning that you need everything that's in the creation. And he is mobilizing everything. He is dispatching everything to run to your assistance and to help you and to, to um, procure, fulfill your needs. What does he want then? Sound thinking, reason, pure reason requires universal and sincere thanks in response to this universal mobilization of everything in your service and it also requires earnest and genuine respect like think of it an orphan child um, who is um, living in an orphanage but there is a benefactor behind the scenes he does not know the name, he has not never seen the benefactor, but he knows that there's a benefactor who is, you know, sending on a you know, weekly, monthly basis, uh, you know, funds to the orphanage. And, you know, he, all of his needs are being taken care of. And then when he, uh, you know, grows a little bit, he is sent to a private school and he studies there. All of his needs are being taken care of. And then he is sent to a high school, and, and paid for and then he's sent to college and paid for and then he needs to you know set up a job and the benefactor sends a capital and he sets up the job and he has a happy uh, prosperous life and so on and so forth and, but all this time he is curious who is this person who is this person and one day the door knocks and the person you know walks in what will be the attitude of this orphan who owes on the face of it you know in the reality of it it's god who provided the needs through the benefactor but on the face of it in the in the apparent world in worthy terms who owes everything that he owns to this you know merciful gentle benefactor the door knocks and you know the door opens and walks in the benefactor what will be the orphan's attitude toward this person he will have gratitude for everything that the benefactor had provided throughout his life and he will show absolute respect to him he's not going to you know sit there and you know cross his legs and i don't know look it's staying no he will get up maybe you know go kiss his hands have him sit you know if he's in an office like he sit on in the most comfortable chair absolute gratitude absolute uh, respect universal gratitude that is also important universal gratitude it's not gratitude for a particular uh, need that was provided for i'm thirsty i drank water and i'm grateful for the water and that is necessary and that is beautiful that is good there is there is you know enormous good in that but within that particular we also bring to our minds the general that there is one who created water and each time i drank water throughout my life he was the benefactor and he's also the benefactor of all mankind all my brethren and he is also the benefactor provider of all animate beings and he is also the provider of 
or all, all animals but he, and he is also the provider of all animate beings and he is also the provider of all inanimate beings he is the provider of the entire creation and me in the entire creation and me i being the fruit of the creation am presenting my gratitude to him along with the gratitude of the entire creation i'm presenting to him a kulli a general a universal gratitude this is this is what we need this is what pure reason calls for most certainly a mercy such as this requires universal and sincere thanks and gratitude and earnest and genuine respect işte o halis şükrün ve o safi hürmetin tercümanı ve unvanı olan bismillahirrahmanirrahimi de o rahmetin vusulüne vesile ve o rahmanın dergahında şefaatçi yap therefore say Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of God, the merciful, the mercy giver. Use this phrase as the connection to connect to him. This phrase which is the interpreter and expression of such sincere thanks and genuine respect. And make it the means of attaining to the mercy, connecting to the mercy and an intercessor make it an intercessor at the court of the all merciful one evet rahmetin vücudu ve tahakkuku güneş kadar zahirdir yes the existence and reality of divine mercy is clear like the sun as clear as the sun çünkü nasıl merkezi bir nakış her taraftan gelen atkı ve iplerin intizamından ve vaziyetlerinden hasıl oluyor Öyle de bu kainatın daire-i kübrasında bin bir ismi ilahinin cilvesinden uzanan nurani atkılar, kainat simasında öyle bir sikke-i rahmet içinde bir hatem-i rahimiyeti ve bir nakş-ı şefkati dokuyor ve öyle bir hatem-i inayeti nesrediyor ki, güneşten daha parlak kendini akıllara gösteriyor. Yes, the existence and reality of divine mercy is clear like the sun. For just as a woven tapestry centered on one central uh, piece of ornamentation, central piece of, of embroidery, is formed by the order and situation of the threads of its warp and weft coming from all directions, so too the luminous threads extending from the manifestation of a thousand and one divine names in the vast sphere of the universe weave such a seal of compassionateness rahimiyet is the word here rahman rahim mercy giver such a seal of compassionateness rahimiyet tapestry of clemency or actually the word i prefer here is shefkat compassion Right. such a seal of giving mercy and such a tapestry of compassion and seal of benevolence within a stamp of mercy it demonstrates itself to minds more brilliantly than the sun the imagine an embroidery and all of the uh, ornamentation in the embroidery is emanating from the centerpiece and that's usually the case in uh, Islamic art of ornamentation you have a centerpiece and the rest emanates uh, usually in a uh, in a geometrical order from that centerpiece and if you look at the centerpiece you recognize that it is formed by all the, maybe hundreds of maybe thousands of threads all coming from different directions and meeting in the center in a perfect order and forming the centerpiece so the luminous threads extending from the manifestation of a thousand and one divine name divine names god's divine names and they are infinite god has as many names as he has we don't know it's infinite he has his names have uh, specific manifestations in respect to all 
all of his creatures in the creation and he he has the ability to create an infinite number of things uncountable amount not number amount of things he has infinite names but we know some of them he taught some of them 99 are mentioned in the quran and then in the in you know some of the duas like the jamshan and kabir a thousand and one are mentioned what matters here is that the entire creation that Lewis is explaining to us is like his names the threads of his names coming together from different directions and being woven into a centerpiece of beauty remember we said on each and every creature we can see if we are careful enough if we have the ability the manifestation of each and every one of his names that are apparent in proportion to the capacity of that being to show them to reveal them his names are extending from different directions and being woven into these beautiful pieces in the creation and when they come together they are revealing a seal of giving mercy a tapestry of compassion and a stamp of benevolence within a stamp of mercy they are coming together and they, and therefore when we look at them we see this stamp of mercy it demonstrates that mercy to the minds more brilliantly than the sun we see that mercy wherever we turn because again everything in the creation owes its continuing existence to everything else in the creation and this is most visible in human beings due to the absolute neediness and absolute powerlessness of human beings but animals are also in need of say the cow is in need of the grass and the grass is in need of the minerals that are uh, in the soil and the minerals are in need of water to carry them to the plant and the water is in need of let's say gravity in order to come back from the clouds the clouds are in need of um heat to rise heat is in need of the explosions in the sun the explosions in the sun are in need of and it, it keeps going everything is in need of everything this is a um compact system this is an ecology right and therefore wherever we turn we see everything coming together like a tapestry like an embroidery wherever we turn that's the centerpiece but the one that deserves the appellation of the designation of the centerpiece most is the human being the humankind like the fruit of a tree humankind as the fruit of creation and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam as the fruit of the humankind the absolute the last and also the first fruit and this shows us that everything needs everything else and everything is running to the assistance of everything else shows us the seal of mercy giving the seal of compassion the seal of benevolence assistance and they all together are um, comprised in the stamp of mercy they are all emanating from the stamp of rahmat they are all comprised in the stamp of rahmat evet şems ve kameri anasır ve maadini nebatat ve hayvanatı bir nakşe azamın atkı ipleri gibi o bin bir isimlerin şu ağlarıyla tanzim eden ve hayatı hadim eden ve nebati ve hayvani olan umum validelerin gayet şirin ve fedakarane şefkatleriyle şefkatini gösteren ve zevil hayatı hayatı insaniyeye musahhar eden 
ve ondan rububiyet-i ilahiyenin gayet güzel ve şirin bir nakş azamını ve insanın ehemmiyetini gösteren ve en parlak rahmetini izhar eden o Rahman-ı Zülcemal elbette kendi istinai mutlakına karşı rahmetini ihtiyacı mutlak içinde zihayata ve insana makbul bir şefaatçi yapmış. Okay, this is long. Uh, we will not be able to um, go over it in detail in the time that we have left. But I will, inshallah, just read the translation. And that's the beginning of you know, another important subject here. Uh, I will read the, inshallah, translation directly. Maybe a couple of explanations in the middle. Uh, and then we will continue reading and trying to understand from this paragraph on in the next episode inshallah yes the beautiful and merciful one or the merciful one full of beauty the merciful one who has absolute beauty who orders the sun and the moon, the elements and minerals, plants and animals, like the warp and weft of a vast woven tapestry through the rays of his thousand and one names and causes them to serve life and demonstrates his compassion through the exceedingly sweet and self-sacrificing compassion of all mothers plant an animal and subjugates animate creatures to human life and from this demonstrates man's importance and a most fine and lovely large tapestry of divine lordship rububiyeti ilahiye so the word ilah and the word rub come together here lovely tapestry of divine lordship and manifests his most brilliant mercy has in the face of his own absolute lack of need made his mercy an acceptable intercessor for animate creatures and men he is not in need of anything he does not need mankind he did not create mankind because he needs mankind. He willed, not needed, but willed mankind into existence for a purpose that's different from being in need of. He does not need anything. He does not need our worship. He does not need our prayer. He does not need our supplication. He does not need our fast. He does not need our hajj. He, do he does not need anything. He does not need our remembrance. But at the same time, he, he, he is absolutely not in need of us. But he is still providing us. He is still subjugating everything to us. He is still mobilizing the entire creation to fulfill our needs. Why? There are two possibilities. There are two you know, ways that we see in our observations that people will provide such assistance to other people one is that they need the other people they need their service they need their company they need something from them and in order to get what they need from them they are going to show them kindness they are going to show them assistance and so on and so forth the second is that they have mercy toward them they see the circumstances that they are in and they pity it they have mercy they have compassion and therefore therefore they they help they they give assistance they show mercy god is absolutely in need of nothing he is in need of absolutely nothing he therefore he is not in need of mankind either therefore the first possibility is not possible is not valid then it leaves with this us with the second possibility he is absolutely in need of nothing, but he is making his mercy an intercessor before his istighna, 
before his um, not being in need of anything. He is having his mercy override in a sense. His istighna. His being in need of nothing. And therefore mobilizing everything for us. Ar-Rahman, the merciful, has risen over the throne. His, his mercy has exceeded his wrath. He is turning to us with his mercy, not with his istighna. If it were for his istighna, he would not turn to us. The name that we need to think of at this point, the reality that we need to have in mind to understand what's going on is mercy. And inshallah, we will take from here, we will reread this paragraph and move on to the rest of this third secret, which is beautiful. I think it is beautiful, mashallah. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhir al-dawahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen al-fatihah.